0: And now,
1: and now, back to Hail Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out, Hail Varsity Radio. With you on a Friday, we're presented by Currency for all your equipment financing needs. Go Currency. Brady Altman's with us here momentarily, and uh, I think Vic has dove into the Templeton early and often. Uh, I am drunk enough. Ah, I am drunk on enough roulade that I feel like the D will get more big plays than they give up. That's going to be a ratio to look at, and Rule talked a lot about Minnesota, and uh, let's get there with Rule on Minnesota while we wait on Brady because it is going to be a good test at situational football, but Minnesota's been killer uh, on defense against you, the opponent, third down defense, third down offense. Here is Coach Rule from earlier. Can I get a cut number? Uh, it should say eight, on Minnesota. Eight. Yep. Yeah. We'll do cut eight.
2: There we go. Well, Joe Rossi's a great coach. Uh, you know, I know Joe back, way back at Rutgers. So, he's a great coach. And they have really good players. Okay. Um, but they they know what they're doing. You know, I mean, like everything everything is. It's, so, you, if you're just looking at it as an outsider, it's like, well, they're playing quarters. No, they're the teams that do that really well. The Iowa's, you know, the you know the, them like everything has a purpose you know you put the back here you're going to get this you know some combination over here and so a lot of times you face a team like this and you don't really understand their defense um they do such a great job they play team defense everything is funneled to certain players everything is put together and so you know i don't i don't i've never worked with joe but i'm assuming they probably know here's the things that beat us and they practice those things you know my, my defensive coordinator for 10 years was phil snow was uh one of the best quarters coaches you'd ever see and you know, you might be. They might put these things on tape. We would always practice these things because he said, "Hey, these are. This is what's going to beat us." And so, it's um, it's really well put together. They have really good players. They play really, really, really hard, and they have guys at every level. You know what I mean? They have they have an elite linebacker. They have elite safety. They have they have I think four <laughs> elite players up front, and so they're a big physical team. And to your point, um, you know, everyone talks about how much they run the ball, and then you know, maybe they throw it more. Who knows? What I'll say is they're one of the top teams on third down on offense and they're one of the top teams on third down in defense. You know, I, you can say you want to run the ball, but if you can't convert, you're going to be in a lot of third downs when you run the ball. If you can't convert third downs, nothing's going to happen. And so um, they're over 50% on third down offense. You know, right? they're, they're really good on defense on third down. So that's the challenge. If you ask me, hey, coach, what's the game going to come down to? Besides, like, turnovers, the obvious things, um, can we win some third downs on both sides of the ball against a team that does it really well?
1: Coach rule there on Minnesota and the third down. We say hi to Brady Oltman's with us at Brady Oltman's on Twitter. great job of covering Nebraska. Brady' so a thought, my friend, on Ruble's comments there not, not a, a big surprise. Every year we gear up for Minnesota and Nebraska, it is about situational football. It's about turnovers. But I think what's been been impressive about Minnesota has been their their will, especially their will against Nebraska. They've handled adversity. Uh, they've won in in all sorts of different ways they've won with <laughs> next man up during the covid year minnesota's won with uh making some response plays when you think about the uh the invisible fence at the goal line uh back in twenty twenty one uh they were down to uh to Nebraska ten nothing going into the fourth quarter they didn't panic and and then uh you look at um the 2019, they blew out Nebraska. They out-toughed Nebraska. So what do you think you, you see from Minnesota? What's Nebraska's biggest challenge uh, with Minnesota when it comes to uh, to this matchup Thursday?
0: It's, it's a good table setter for what Matt Rule wants to do because they're going to have to match physicality. They're just going to have to strengthen will. Nebraska will have to will themselves into a ball game. Um, I mean, to your point, Nebraska gave away a lot of games in the last couple of years, just for whatever reason, but it it takes two to play ball game. And Minnesota has done the things right in the long run and have been consistent enough against Nebraska in order to pull out those wins. And I think historically, that's why Minnesota is such a a thorn in the side of Nebraska in recent years. They're they're certainly not flashy. They're certainly not a, a, a vibrant offense. But they just get the job done, and I think that's what Matt Rule and his his staff and the entire team. What he wants to see right out the gate is at least just don't get outworked. Just don't do the don't do the kind of things and set yourself self up to fail in those situations. They just have they need that consistency and reliability from a team. If you lose because they're just they play better ball, you, you kind of accept that, but. Rule and the staff will not accept a loss for lack of effort. And so Minnesota poses a pretty good uh, uh, opponent in week one for them right there.
1: And Brady, whenever you look at the the depth chart that was released today, that two deep, the guys that we're expecting to see on the field against Minnesota, a lot of familiar faces, some new faces. But with what we've heard out of fall camp about a lot of these guys in the two deep, how do you feel about Nebraska's chances to go at least match the the physicality and intensity of a team like Minnesota with the guys they're going to have?
0: Well, you you kind of divide them up into, or at least I did, into the guys you kind of imagine that would be there, and then there were the surprises. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guys that you imagine would be there are kind of your your athletic dudes, seasoned veteran who have shown something either through spring or through fall camp that stand out to the coaching staff. The other guys, you know, your Alex Bullocks of the world. They jump out there because they've earned it. Uh, Rule has been very up on front street about those guys earning those spots. They are either earn scholarships, reps, or their spot on the depth chart. And you know, historically speaking, you put a, a walk on out there. They might not be as talented lining up across from the guy in front of them. But you know, uh, I, I don't know if I'd particularly bet against them when the snap happens. So again, it, it goes back to you you just need that uh, that toughness that durability that reliability and and you know it's like uh well, that Muhammad Ali quote everybody has a plan or Mike Tyson everybody has a plan to punch him in the mouth that's that's kind of the idea there if you're willing to be up t- up front and show some toughness right away especially after a grueling fall camp that this team had whatever Minnesota's got planned you, they, maybe they see that and say okay this is a different Nebraska than we've seen in the last couple years.
1: Brady Oltman's is with us on Hale Varsity Radio, and we were talking about this earlier in the show about who your pick would be for Nebraska to lean on, the one player. If they need a big play, who would that be for you? Like, who is it going to be Jeff Sims? Is it going to be Gabe Irvin Jr.? Is it going to be somebody on the defense? Who's making that big play?
0: Oh, man. I tend to, to favor Jeff Sims just because... Adrian Martinez made so many plays in, in the, in some, in a similar way, uh, especially against Minnesota. I mean, you have a guy that can run a four, four 40 and he can sling it too. I mean, you, the, and he's the quarterback. So he gets the ball every play. Like there's, there's just so much possibility there, but offensively, if they need to play, you got to think dynamic. You got to think reliable Billy Kemp being a, you know, an all time re- leading receptions guy at, at Virginia an explosive, uh special teams guy they're they're going to have to rely on him and for a guy in the slot to be able to withstand hits like he does over the middle he can do a whole lot and if you can open up a defense in the way that Kemp can that's sure going to help out that run game and help out those big guys up front come the fourth quarter
1: Brady Oltman's with us Hail Varsity Radio at Brady Oltman's on Twitter when you look at Nebraska and, and Flex record against Nebraska 5 and 1 how many times do you think DeBranski got out coached?
0: Man, you, you'd almost all of say, them? You'd, you'd almost say all of them. Just because there's I mean there's certainly times where you'd think, you know, Fleck not to him, he's definitely done his due diligence to get in this position, but I mean, just you, those boneheaded plays and those almost kind of the things that brought in Husker fan apathy. Mm-hmm. Over the last couple of years, just those mistakes, the, the the lapses of judgment or just flags, fumbles, errors, whatever it may be. Those are the kinds of things that Matt Rule and the staff want to coach out. Those are the things that good coaches coach out of teams. And for those things that continually happen, I think you almost game plan out the window. If you're going to lose a game on that, you almost have to tip your hat to the other coach. So I'd say almost fleck every time uh, in the last six.
1: Brady Altman's with us here on Hale Varsity Radio, and Brady, this is kind of the the evergreen question of the day, maybe of the week. As you look ahead to next Thursday night, this is the last time we're going to talk to you, give me something that you're you're confident in seeing next Thursday night from this Husker football team, and give me something that you're, you're worried about, a question mark that you think could blow up in Nebraska's face once the, uh, the game actually gets going next Thursday night.
0: Well question mark right away, I will join uh, the good professor Bill Dolman and say the the offensive line. Um, that's there's just so many questions. Uh, I, I do believe that they'll probably be vastly improved. I thought at the over the course of last season you saw them improve to the point where against Iowa, they did a pretty good job of stopping a very tough Iowa defensive front for the majority of that game. And I think that they'll probably continue to be better and continue their elevation. Uh, next Thursday, but first game, you kind of have you're on the road. A little bit of nerves, maybe with a new new offensive system. There are just still so many questions for me. Where I think that's an easy one to say. But the thing I'd be excited about is just to see the defense in action. Just the dynamic ability, the secondary and its movements. Your your molding and fluidity within the front seven. I want to see that thing in action. I want to see what they do to match up, just in week one or against minnesota and then obviously you kind of reset and go from there but i just want to see how that thing looks in a big time regular season ball game actually
1: brady oltman's with us it's hail varsity radio at brady oltman's on twitter brady uh, we talk about some of the the names that are not new on the depth chart to elijah's point and then those guys on the depth chart that have surprised just kind of encapsulate. I know you've followed them and you've covered them for a lot of years, but just what the, the, the Bullock's kids can do for this football team. What, what, what their aside from their talent and their grittiness, what, what else can their impact be uh, when it comes to, uh, to some, some tight ball games on each side of the football? Well,
0: they're, they're athletic. Uh, They're athletic on both sides of the ball. Um, The the thing that really stands out to me about them is you know you you'd hear uh, Casey Thompson and other Huskers say that Alex Bullock was one of the best route runners that the team had. Uh, You you'd hear people in the spring talk about how hard John Bullock works and just the the how uh, studious he is to the playbook and to the concepts of a linebacker. For the for people who don't for walk-ons at that time to do that kind of dedication just to the minutiae of the position is really impressive. And now obviously within this new coaching staff, you see them elevate and up their game and now they fit into it where the coaches say, okay, these guys have really, they're putting themselves in a good position. Not only now are they on scholarship, but they're in a good spot to get significant snaps in the the opener. And and you said not grittiness, but I do have to say for whatever reason, former walk-ons turned into scholarship players, turned into major contributors. Those dudes are gritty. Those dudes have got some calluses on them, and they're willing to hit. I mean, and again, Matt Rule wants Nebraska guys, guys who embody what they want to do. Not, not a whole lot more you can do than native Nebraskans who are willing to put their head in the dirt for Nebraska football.
1: Brady, we'll see you soon. Thanks for the update today.
0: Appreciate you guys.